You are listening to the Bottom Line podcast where those living with or beyond bowel cancer, as well as health professionals involved in bowel cancer treatment and care, share their inspirational stories and lived experiences with host and bowel cancer survivor, Stephanie. Losing a parent is hard at any age. However, losing your mother when you're a teenager and trying to navigate major milestones in your life is particularly difficult and leaves a major void. On this episode of the Bottom Line podcast, Chantelle opens up about the challenges she faced as a 14-year-old, watching her mum go through bowel cancer, the mental health impact years later, and how she wants to help other young carers navigate this difficult space. Chantelle, thanks so much for joining us today on the Bottom Line podcast. No, thank you. Most people would know you from seeing your face on the screen in Gogglebox Australia. Before we get down to the nitty gritty of, you know, what we're here to talk about with bowel cancer and you being a young carer around that, can you just give us a little insight? Why did you go on the show? Oh, it was actually just on a whim. Um, (laughs) I was literally (laughs) scrolling on Facebook and came across an ad and I was like to my friend who was in my house at the time, oh, that'd be so funny, but like, oh, we're not going to do it. She's like, no, let's do it. Let's do it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we weren't expecting anything to come and it kind of got a bit addictive. Like every, every round you get further and further like, oh, we have to get it. We have to get it. So yeah, it was, it was a bit of a whim. Like it wasn't planned. (laughs) (laughs) They're often the best things. (laughs) Yeah. Any little tidbits. Everyone loves a bit of, you know, TV behind the scenes chat. I'm not allowed to eat certain foods because it's too noisy for the microphones. Oh, which, which ones? I'm a big foodie. So I love like chocolate and like um, popcorn and stuff like that. And often you'll see people with popcorn, but we can't eat it because like, the people who control the microphones, they don't, they don't get happy when um, we're too noisy. <laughs> no, they're too much crunch. <laughs> well, we're here to talk about bowel cancer and you've obviously been touched by bowel cancer. You lost your mum at quite a young age. You were 14. You have also talked about, you know, your mental health and how that affected you some years later. So before we start getting into how you coped, can you talk us through how your mum was diagnosed and can you remember much about that and how you initially felt? Well, first of all, thank you for allowing me to talk about it because often when people pass away, they become a bit of a taboo and I never really get to talk about my mum. So it's nice to be able to talk about her and because I'm still obsessed with her. I still love her so much. So. Oh, that's <laughs> beautiful. Oh, and, you know, you and I've had a little chat about this. Your mum's memory and the presence she had in your life will never go away. So I think it's great that you want to talk about her. Yeah. I was 14 when she was diagnosed. Um, she was a vegetarian, basically. She didn't drink, she didn't smoke. She was quite fit um, and she was only 45 at the time. So it was very unexpected. She did have quite severe bloating, which she kind of passed off thinking, oh, she's, you know, could be allergic to certain foods. Um, and she did have blood in her poo, which she was like, oh, maybe, you know, as women, sometimes it's like, oh, maybe it's like our period or maybe it's our hemorrhoid or this or that. And so it was kind of passed off as nothing for a bit because, you know, often people live by the philosophy, oh, it won't happen to me, you know, and that's not always the case. Yeah, so the symptoms were getting worse and worse. Um, 
And the, it got to a point where she went to the doctor. She had a lot of anxiety around going to doctors, so it was put off for a while. And the first doctor just passed it off as, oh, you're fine. She was sent home. And then she was she went back to another doctor, um, oh, you're fine, sent home. And then it got to a point where she went to another doctor and they were like, straight away, you need to, like, we need to get you like emergency operation. And she was diagnosed with stage four bowel cancer at that point. So yeah, so it had spread. You know, going to the doctor early is so important. Like I always think like in retrospect, if you know those doctors who saw her earlier on, maybe if they did catch it earlier, how different it would be. Or if she did, you know, take those symptoms a bit more seriously, didn't pass it off, but understandably so like, you know, bowel cancer, there's this stereotype, it's an older person's disease, an old man's disease. Mm. So like people, you know, often wouldn't think, oh, oh, come on, like it wouldn't be that. Um, We've got no family history as well. So I do see where she's coming from. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame because, you know, she was so young and, yeah, there's so much that she has missed out on, which is sad. And so much that you will miss out on not having her yeah. with you and, and beside you, which we'll talk about later. You know, I think that's a very real point and it's something that we talk about often is knowing your symptoms and also empowering yourself that if you feel your body, there's something the matter. Don't just pass off the doctor's first response as being okay. If you feel there's something the matter, then pursue it. And how did you feel, if it's okay for me to take you back to that point, you were 14, that is a very young age, to experience and see your mum be diagnosed and be ill. How did you cope? Well, I feel like when someone in the family has cancer, the whole family does go through it. To be honest, I didn't know exactly what was going on because my mum was trying to protect me and she knew um, because we were so close, I was so dependent on her at the time and just very attached. Um, she knew I was like, anything would upset me a lot. So, but I, I did know something was up and it made me so anxious. Like I had symptoms of OCD when I was four years old and it got better. And then when my mum got sick, poor, like it just exploded. And obviously that was me trying to get control in a time where there was none. There were a lot of things that I wish I had known or were a bit more clearer like things that I think looking back I was like oh that's silly but at the time if someone had told me like you can't catch it for example you can't catch cancer like if someone had spoken to me about that that would have been great or like I remember at one point I was like oh did I cause this like did I like did I stress her out so like just stuff like that which now seem irrational but at the time seemed very true to me and I guess I wasn't really coping to be honest like I'd go to school completely just anxious and on the set one day I'd be waiting for like my exam results for English and then on the same day I'm waiting for like my mum's test results to see how long she was gonna live so I had a lot of anxiety at that time um just at that age like as a teenager you're trying to work out who you are you know I had friends when I finished high school they're celebrating their 18th and I'm mourning at my mum's funeral so I felt like my peers didn't really get what was going on for me a lot of the time and because my mum um she did do treatment the first like early on but she was all allergic and then also it wasn't responding she never lost her hair she had all her beautiful red long Mm -hmm. hair and 
a lot of people were like, oh, like, oh, Chantelle's lying about it or she's not, her mum's not really sick. Like, really, you know, Chantelle? Yeah, and it was really hard because... More because, than hard. I would say that's harsh. I've been through it and I did lose my hair. But just because you don't look sick does not mean you're not sick. And, yeah. you know, medication has come a long way. We have this image that a cancer patient's lying there with no hair, and that is not true. What what advice would you have then for other young teenagers that might be struggling to come to terms with a parent's diagnosis? Looking back, I would probably be a bit more direct with what I wanted. Like, I, there was one part of me that was anxious about what was going on, but another part of me that knew what was going on, and a lot of that anxiety would be lessened if everything was upfront. And I was knowing a bit what to expect. Like I was completely in shock when she passed away. Like I did not expect that at all. Um, and obviously I don't blame anyone for that. Like they were trying to protect me, but just, I probably wanted to know what was going on. I think as well, I know it sounds cliche, but you don't have to do it alone. Like I wish I was kind of processing it at the time with a counselor or with a professional just to kind of process what was going on whilst it was happening as opposed to just being in complete shock afterwards. I think as well, everyone needs different things. So obviously these things would have helped me, but other people might want something completely different. So she was very like determined to stay around for my sister and I, and I think that was a part of it. She didn't want us to worry because she was so determined to stay around and she did for another five years. And I'm so grateful for that because like I really did need her during those last four years. You were 18 when your mum passed away. You've made comment about the fact that there were people in your class who were going to graduate and were celebrating graduation while you were going to your mother's funeral and mourning her death. How did you cope with that? Because you should be, that should be a moment of joy and celebration. How did you cope with that situation? Well, my sister and I were in a similar boat because it was such a long journey that we all went through with my mum it became this sort of new norm like there were so many things we parties we didn't go to or things we didn't feel up to going because you know mum was sick so it was sort of a new norm for us um but I did feel a bit like you know I'm young this shouldn't be happening right now like okay like I never want my mum to pass, but at this point especially, you know, this is when I sort of needed her most. Like I had just finished high school and I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going. Um, and I was a bit lost in that sense. And then to lose my mum as well, he was such like a rock for me. Like I felt like I lost all my bearings, um, which I found really difficult. I was very down for a long time, to be honest. Like I found it hard to get back into routine or accept that she was gone. I didn't want to accept it for so long. It was just like too painful for me. And I just avoided a lot of things just to try and cope, but it all sort of bubbled up and all my emotions like exploded and it just it didn't go well. It's never a good time to lose your mother, but to lose your mum at that time. And I think also for a female to lose their mum, who is their role model, their guiding light, it's very difficult. 
I've spoken that I lost my mum at a when I was 20 and I was at university and I left university the first year of university to go and care for her and I know that you also took some time off to look after your mum yeah so she went into palliative care when I was starting my first year of uni and then I remember there was the census state for uni where we could like drop out without incurring debt yes and I remember reading my head oh the 31st of March 31st of March and that's the day she actually passed away. And yeah, it was intense. Um, I took some time off just because I was trying to juggle um, helping out with starting uni for the first time. And my concentration just wasn't there. Um, and as I was saying before, like my OCD symptoms were so through the roof. Um, it, I, it was like unmanageable at one point. It was so severe and just watching like the woman who gave you life and like carried me through life literally and metaphorically just the level of suffering like that um like that was the most terrific thing to watch it still like uh, affects me because it was so horrible and just I couldn't focus at uni when I would come home and watch the stuff that was going on I can really empathize with what you're going through because I had a similar experience and no child should ever have to watch their parent passed away like that and it's mine was 32 years ago Chantelle and I still have a very vivid memory of her lying in a hospital bed only a few hours before she passed so I really empathize with you and also I think you know the things that she will miss out on and, and you will miss out on you know the weddings the birth of your child you know obviously your graduation these are moments that you want to share with her as a young carer what things would you like to see for young people who are looking after their parents? Looking like now, looking back, there's probably organisations or resources that I could have reached out to, but I didn't even know existed at the time. And I think that maybe if schools had that information or even like doctors treating at the hospitals, if a patient has a you know, has young children or young people in their care um, to ask if, like, they want that conversation to be had and um, give out those resources. I think that would have been really helpful because I didn't have that. I think also, yeah, as I was saying, like, at school, like, a lot of my peers didn't really get what was going on for me. Mm. Did the school not help with that? Did the school not help you through and navigate that, that situation? Or did you feel very alone? I think my school was supportive in terms of like if I needed some time off or if I needed extensions and stuff like that. However, I think I needed more than that. Like I needed some one-on-one. My peers at school didn't really know what I was going through or understand fully what I was going through. However, I wish I knew some people who were like peer support groups, I think, really great so teenage peer support group yeah I've worked in peer work in the mental health space and it's just a different level of understanding as if you were to be talking to a professional it's a bit more relaxed but no less important I think and I'm also one of my roles for one of the jobs I have I'm an Australian youth advocate for mental health and we're doing a young carers workshop at the moment and trying to come up with ways to have a bit of respite as well 
which I think is important and something I wish I had a bit more of a break from the constant worrying and stress. The ability to go away and be a teenager and experience some joy because there was a lot of sorrow and a lot of anxiousness around your life, which is to be expected, but you're still also a teenager. You've spoken about the post-traumatic stress disorder publicly after losing your mum and you've just said that you're an advocate for mental health. Can you talk me through your PTSD and how that transpired and then how you've learnt to deal with that? So throughout the time my mum, from when my mum was diagnosed to when she passed, the early stages were difficult, but especially for me towards the end was very hard to watch, especially when she was in palliative care at home. There there were a few incidents where she stopped breathing and just watching that and not having the ambulance come quick enough and just the anxiety around watching that was just very difficult. And just physically, she was very physically frail. She had lost a lot of weight, like it was not nice to, to watch. There were just a lot of incidents that happened that were very traumatic that had stuck with me past the point that it had happened. And I remember early on, I felt like I was in that time. Like if someone had asked me, oh, what date is it? I would be like, oh, it's 2015. Like I felt like I was stuck back in that time and I could smell the certain smells. I found it very difficult to manage when I would get a really bad flashback. And so I think over time I've learned to manage that. With help, Chantel? So it got to a point where, yeah, it was quite severe. I got help when I wish I did get it earlier. And they helped me process what was happening and sort of feel the emotions as opposed to trying to push them away. And that kind of helped me get more in touch with my body again because I would completely space out, like everything was too much. I'd get overwhelmed, I'd dissociate because I just couldn't handle everything that was going on. That was like my brain's way of coping. And it makes sense that that was happening because it was so traumatic, like I was trying to escape that. But I've learned sort of grounding techniques. I've learned ways to kind of healthfully process my emotions as opposed to maladaptive strategies that I was using. For me, I nature has really helped me like something as people think you have to have complicated things being in nature like barefoot on the grass diving in the ocean like for me that that brings that helps me come back for me personally yeah oh you've been through an incredibly harrowing time and you know as as we've said losing a loved one but losing a mum is so very very difficult yeah Chantel I like to ask our interviewees three of their top tips around um, what they'd like listeners to take away. What would yours be? Ooh, it's hard to narrow down to three, but my first one would be that I am happy my mum did go doctor shopping because, the, as I said, the first two doctors that did, did see her passed it off as nothing, and then the third one that she went to, yeah, it, it did get to the point that it did spread However, she may have passed even earlier if she didn't go to that doctor. So I think doctor shopping is really important as well as 
early detection obviously is important and probably oh my third one would be doesn't have to be bowel cancer related it can be around you as a yeah just general i think as cliche as it may sound you don't have to go through these things alone i think yeah just trying to find people in you know i think community is really important whether that may be other peers who have had parents you know in simple carers in similar situations or you know finding professional help or you know having conversations with the person who is going through cancer you know asking the questions you do want to ask directly is something i wish that i did do so those are probably my top three Chantel, I think many young people who have lost a parent or a loved one at an early age and had to care through palliative care would empathise with your situation. Um, Although our situations were slightly different, I can certainly see some parallels. It's an area that is often overlooked, but it's such an important topic and what you've shared today is very real. Thank you for being so frank and sharing your story, but as well as your story, your mother's story. Although I never met her, you are a really delightful human and you're such a great advocate and um, she would be incredibly proud of the work that you're doing to helping raise not only awareness for bowel cancer, but young carers and mental health and looking after yourself. And I'm going to get teary now. But I really appreciate you sharing today and what you're doing is amazing and what a remarkable human you are. So thank you for being on the Bottom Line Podcast. Thank you. (laughs) You're making me cry now. Thank you so much for listening to the Bottom Line Podcast. To find out more about bowel cancer or for support or simply to donate, please go to bowelcanceraustralia.org.